Ass gets respect. Future gets pursued. Lag it. Hailing from Hollywood, it's the Come Hail Away podcast, the Redskins Away Game podcast. The podcast that believes that America should stop doing red, white, and blue and start doing burgundy and gold. I'm Matt. I'm Lonnie. I'm Mika. And I'm Chef Drew. Yep. Today we have a special guest hailing from the main ingredient is Chef Drew. Drew, what's up? Can't call it. It's Sunday. (laughs) It is Um, Sunday. I'm excited about football. And the right Redskins. around the corner, and the Redskins, and they're back. Yes, sir. They're back. They're back. So let's start off a little bit with getting um, to know your fandom, where you know how that started for you. Get, give get the fans a little bit of an intro to uh, how you became a Redskins fan, or what that all started for you was like. I became a Redskins fan before you guys were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, quick. So you're from. The Los Angeles area. Right? I was born here. So he's like me. So oh, you know, this is future oh. you. I'm not. I'm not such a special unicorn after all, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Still I, special. You know what? At, at one time, I thought I was just the only Redskin fan here in in, <laughs> in in the Los Angeles area. Growing up, my 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 father is who introduced me to the Redskins back in 1971, um, because my father, growing up in the South, there were no the only Southern team at the time. Let me give you a little history on him. Born 1914, so. Um, that was before football, and but by the time he was old enough to, you know, as the game started coming about, the only team at the well, he was a fan of the the Boston Braves, which, you know, became the Redskins, and then that was the only team that was ever represented in the South when, once they came to D.C. were the Washington Redskins, and so um, that's where it all started. So he introduced me in 1971, bought me a nice little. Redskin jersey with the number five on it, which was a kicker named Kurt Knight. <laughs> Kurt so, or Kirk? Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> C- C-U-R-T. Okay. Knight. And um, <laughs> watching a Monday Night Football versus the Rams. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's where it, um, it all started for me. And um, I never knew anything but burgundy and goat. So, Technically speaking, in that time period, wasn't it black and white? Not burgundy and gold. <laughs> <laughs> watching, watching them on TV we, in black and white. We had color because next oh. to the black and white TV was a box of crayons. So. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. We just knew what was going it's, on. It's paint by numbers. There it is. Yeah, and put it in the burgundy and gold where you feel appropriate. So so, so your your dad got to watch uh, Sammy Bob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched, you know, we all get to watch uh, highlight films and stuff of like that, but you know, I can't imagine watching him live. Or, that would be nice. Or, you know, that would have been nice. So, so, your, so your dad grew up back east. No, no, the, my dad's from Alabama. That's oh, the, right. like I said in the south. There were, you know, in the south now. Um, prior to the Panthers, everybody loved the Saints. Oh, you okay. know, unless they were going up towards you know Virginia and things like that. So. But uh, you only had two. You only had two teams. Well, at one time you only had one team, and that was the Washington Redskins. And then later on, when the Saints became that expansion team in the early '60s, um, the Aints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now uh, I want to jump. I know we were talking um, before. You actually have been to a, Red, a Redskins Rams game in the Coliseum. Redskins Raiders. Redskins Raiders. Redskins Raiders in the Coliseum. Ninety-two. Yeah. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Nice. 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 
Uh, so you you looking forward to going this year? You oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm always man. Anytime the Redskins get close to the West Coast, I'm there. Well, actually, just let's go back to '92 here real quick. What was that like back in '92? Man, uh, here I am. If if you know anything about Los Angeles at that time, you know that's at the height of a lot of the gang violence and everything like that. Here I am walking down the street to the Coliseum, and I'm redskin down, big redskin parka, redskin jersey hat, you know, and that area around the Coliseum, you know, it's a blue neighborhood for Crips. And so, um, you know, of course, you're looking over your shoulder to make sure. But once I got in there, man, I'm sitting right in the middle of all these Raider fans. And so um, the trash talking just automatically started. (laughs) Um, No fights. Um, they, they, they took the trash talking well. They gave some of it back, and uh, the Redskins won. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you <laughs> that a victory. It. It you know, it, you know. That's what and, matters, and, right? you, and you walk out of there with your head up high and, you know, hail to the Redskins and nobody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Like, when we left the uh, – we went – we all went and saw the uh, Arizona game last year, Arizona Redskins. And, when, you know, we lost the game. We are leaving out of there, and I was like, well, these fans are so tame. Because I'm like – be a lot worse. You leaving some place like you leave the, the Philly Stadium and you did not win that game. It's mm. you just like just get to the car. Well, just get to the car. Y- you could be leaving a DC game and have lost to Philadelphia and be getting it from the Philadelphia oh, yeah. fans. They, <laughs> they they don't they they their assholeness travels well. Yes, it does. Yeah. But even when I was I went to see Raiders Redskins up at um in Oakland mm-hmm. and um Redskins won and you know guess what their their fans were quiet. Yeah, they had nothing to say. You can't say you shut them up. They seem to win yeah. a lot when you go to games. It's, um, I'm hoping that works out for us in, Dude, in L.A. So we far, have to buy you tickets to every I'm, game. I'm so owing so go... two in Arizona. I'm owing two in Arizona. If I never were, go to Arizona again. I'm fine the, though. Well, they're playing in D.C. this year, so that you know yeah. we should get you over there. <laughs> I'm weird about these things. Were you at the 2014 Arizona Redskins game? Mm-hmm. That's the day I got married. Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah, right. Because yeah. you, were, you were talking about trying to watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> my brother and I were watching the game on the laptop, getting ready, like putting my suit on and everything, and my tux on. Priorities. Uh, <laughs> Redskins are priorities. No, I'm no. You, I, that's what I'm saying. Your priorities right. are right. They're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah, no. Uh, although, Redskins wedding. I get it. I would um, never be planning a wedding on. It, <laughs> it was like it's, it's I do. Where's the reception? Oh, at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, go. did you get your ticket for, for, for the record here? It was about seven grand cheaper to do it on a Sunday than it was on a Saturday. That's why it was true, on Sunday. True, so, yeah. true story. Yeah, you know, true. I worked it out. We, my brother and I were jerseyed up before we tucked. Oh, my tux would have been a jersey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a jersey yeah. tux. I'm almost certain you can get that and that you would get that. <laughs> yes. so right. off the whole redskin suit. As I, as I say, it always sours that day. Like, I think of my anniversary and my wedding day, and I think of the Redskins losing in Arizona. Well, I'm glad it was a happy day for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ma- matter of fact, I, I, yeah. <laughs> matter of fact, I had a picture with um, Gary Clark went to the Redskins rally oh, nice. that year. Nice. Got a picture with Gary Clark. Um, who else? Mr. Allen. Um... Try to think who else was there. I just had a senior moment. I'm pretty senior. Oh well. <laughs> Anyways, but it was it it was they were giving was they were giving away mm-hmm. our yeah Chris Cooley was Cooley's there. That's there. who I yeah I got a picture with Chris Cooley, and I think you that boy. year they gave away the HTTR shirts. So, oh really? nice, yeah. nice, nice. I love all the fan gear. Um, so all right, so we know that you are going to be uh, at the game, 
And um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, like food? Let's 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 talk about food. Let's talk about well, we, actually, if I can give a little background for yeah. those who don't know oh, Drew, yes. all right, <laughs> the world's greatest hands down tailgate chef. Period. End of story. Thank you. I, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with that. Um, I haven't had your food other than the tailgate, so I'm gonna say you're probably a great chef just in general. Well, but the too. tailgating, it's just like it was. I wasn't expecting that last year. I, I would like to add a little. Mwah. Oh yes, you know one of those in there. Last year's tailgate was great. This tail, this year's tailgate, tailgate is going to even be bigger. Um, you know what? It was so funny because um, I think I think we were in in the um, the different uh, Redskins groups, and so um, I had been telling people, oh yeah, you know this is where I'm going to be for the tailgate. Come on out. Uh, I didn't know that many people were going to be coming, and so but it it turned out great. They found me. Uh, we ate great. Um, nice long child line. Even we even fed a few Cardinal fans, but yeah, right. um, poison, yeah, yeah, charitable yeah. scraps. It was it. You know, it was more food than I than I. You know, I've, I've seen all the people, and I was like, oh man, we're gonna run out. But guess what? Everybody ate, and there were still some leftovers. Drew's just trying to get into heaven. That's why he's feeding Cardinals fans and Rams <laughs> fans and whatnot. You know, well, you just know, good works and whatnot. Somebody said, don't feed the birds, but you know what? They were they looked hungry. <laughs> so what, so uh, what is your uh, Give me some go-to dishes that you that you like. Well, let me see. Depending depending on what stadium I'm at, um, I kind of try to make dishes um, that kind of reflect the area. Or, are you, or are the you serving Rams meat at the Rams game? <laughs> There's going to be some <laughs> lamb <laughs> on the menu. Nice, nice, nice. Um, there also be um, there should be some tri-tip and some brisket and ribs and chicken, hot links. Um, Macaroni and cheese, potato salad. Of course, there's going to be greens and cornbread because you know you gotta have you gotta have your veggies. Oh yeah, oh it, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. If your mouth started watering, you're not alone. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. And um, we're we're gonna want to do we're gonna be uh, set up right next to Chef Drew um, during uh, the live podcast. You know, getting interviews from fans and and um, and really trying to. You know, just have everyone be prepped to go into the game. We Soak want up the atmosphere. Ready. We want to take that all in. All the oh Redskins fans gosh. that are from L.A., the ones that are traveling to L.A., we want to get that that uh, that atmosphere going. Dominate. Yeah, we want to take over that Coliseum. Everybody's uh, well fed. We we will. Well, you know, energy's up. We're be we're probably a little drunk too, but uh, we're gonna be ready to go when that game starts up. We're gonna be ready to go. We're the gonna, tailgate's gonna be lit, man. We're gonna let LA know that the Spurgania gold is not Cardinal right. gold. It's not Cardinal gold. Yeah, no. if Rams fans, I mean, first of all, I feel bad if you are a Rams fan. I'm sorry, but it's our stadium that day. It's gonna be our stadium, and it's gonna be our tailgate, and it's gonna be just it's lit. And Chef Drew's gonna be. Just, I'm, and I'm please excited. don't 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 confuse us for um, those, um, those 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 Trojans. Yeah. Okay. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. <laughs> well, we're gonna uh, let you, we're, we're you, gonna you, let Sean know he needs to go on the other side of the field and he should be offensive coordinating. For those else. that don't know, UCLA Bruins, baby. Yeah, I'm your sorry. love for the that's Bruins that's, won't get between us. I'm a Trojan no, fan here, but you know, my, my old school. Okay. So. <laughs> right, but, sorry. but so. There's gonna be there's gonna be plenty of food. The the menu is gonna be great. Um, try to have. I'm, I'm gonna bring out a fryer so I can do some uh, different flavor wings and You're things be like frying? that. Frying? Yeah, on the spot. Oh, on the spot. Yeah. Oh, uh, nothing better than having fresh wings and beer, you know, Ooh. and then you know a little barbecue here and there and everywhere. Hear, like chicken and waffles or something. <laughs> I I can't look. I I I brought out the um. I was mixing um. 
margaritas and things like that at the Frisco game. Oh, yeah. Know, I was bl- doing blended margaritas. Um, did I? Oh, yeah. I did you bring did. it out in Arizona, yeah, too. Yeah, you did yeah. down in Arizona. Yeah. Trust okay. my wife pr- appreciated that. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yep. I did it there, too. So, you know, we bring out the converter and, you know, have some of the electrical appliances going on. And um, if a waffle maker happens to pop up, you know, hey, there might Give be us an idea of uh, some Actually, of the things. I'm willing to throw this in here. I make amazing waffles. I make straight up amazing waffles. It's a family recipe. I separate the egg whites. I beat them up, all that stuff, fold them back into the the batter. Are you you challenging Chef Drew right now? No. I'm going to say, hey, you bring the waffles. I'll bring the chicken. Okay. I will bring my waffle maker. I will now be making waffles at the tailgate. So we're going to be podcasting and making waffles. (laughs) I I make a a mean box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, nice. All right. Well, if it's drinks related, I got drinks all day long. (laughs) Yeah. We got a bartender. I'll get you whatever with the drinks. Um, I'm going to defer to We got a bartender and I'm a spirit engineer. There you go. Ooh. Ooh, I love this. this so, so, you, so, so you have, you know, you have your mixologist, you have your bartenders. I'm a spirit engineer. Spirit engineer. I, 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 I engineer spirits. I love that. I to, Is it fucking stuff. September yet? I might steal that. From oh you. wow. Use it. That. I might steal. The it. next time somebody, hey bartender, you tell them I'm not a bartender. Spirit engineer, I'm a, bro. I'm a spirit, spirit engineer. engineer. I will engineer the spirits for your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so, but tailgating. I mean, man, tailgating brings just, I mean, brings everybody together. Whether you're a Redskin fan or, or we're playing somebody else, you know, people love food and it's food that brings everyone together. Right. And again, the Redskins bring everybody together. And and I just want to address this because I know we get new listeners every week. We get people joining in uh, the background on us. We all met because of the Redskins rally. And we're going to later in the podcast have on uh, Stephen Captain Redskins rally. And uh, I, and that's how we also met Drew. If we didn't all go to the same bar out here in Los Angeles, we never would have met Drew. We never would have had the greatest tailgate experience oh, of our lives. Um, and and we wouldn't be all doing this together. So again, Redskins, that's it's Hell. your family, Hell, your man, family, it is, and it's love, and that's how we do. So let's. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we can, you know, change a little subjects here. Uh, your thoughts on the season? Your thoughts on the team? Give me some, you know, let me know about like, what you feel right now. I what always... does the long arc of history tell you? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. In the beginning, <laughs> there was a, uh, let me see, from from 72 to 82, what was that, 30 years? There was that long stretch. Um, went to the Super Bowl. Then it was 30 years before we get back. We win a Super Bowl. Uh, let me see. What do you what do you what are, what are you feeling about this season though? It's been um thirty years, huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Everybody looks good on paper in the beginning. If we stay healthy, guess what? Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. And I say Super Bowl every year, but but you know what? Um that thirty year drought is coming to an end. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I feel like you you know, we're talking off the off the off air and it was like Offensively, we we know where we're at, right. and we just need guys to step up and be healthy. But defensively, man, if we can get some things going on that defense, dude, it's it's sick. I uh, I do this thing where I inch towards the season, um, as you guys might have noticed. Yeah, uh-huh. and so your wife told me about that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Inches are a thing with me. Inches are a thing. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Yeah, it's it's not it's not your regular Red News <laughs> podcast. It's a little a little dirty. Um, NSFW, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we celebrate. Go ahead, Mika. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Chief Margallo. Chief Margallo representing. Nice. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you're talking about your season. <laughs> 
so I, I, as we inch towards the season, I, uh, I, you know, I, I start to condense my, my um, predictions, if you will. Of course, we start to figure out who's on the team and coaches and things of that nature, especially because we have a lot of turnaround, usually year to year. And uh, where I sit right now, I'm at, as you might have seen on some other articles, I'm, I'm right about there at my over-under is 7.5 games. I agree with that. I feel... Are you our, calling for another fucking tie? No. Oh, okay, thank God. I, I would just say that our, our bottom is 7-9 and nine based on injuries and things of that nature. You can't predict. And I'm really looking at, if you're putting me on a limb, I'm saying 12-4. and four. That's, mm, that's I was what, right ooh, there. Because I, like, yeah, I was 12-4, and 11-5. Like I like that. That's kind of where uh, I, I, I've been hovering to. Like 12 and 4. 12, like, 4, 11, and that's, that's what, like, that's being healthy, that's having the defense step up, and that's, that's giving, you know. I think this, this defense is going to scare people. It's going to take people by surprise at first, and then they're going to go, holy crap. I think we're going to get that turnovers. Defense. I think we're going to get a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily going to be, like, like game stopping right yet. It's, it's going to take a minute to get there, but they're going to wreck people's lives. And you it's like going to make that. people think about it, like and they're going to they're going to have to, pl- to deal with that. Ryan Anderson wants to kill people. Oh, what do you have? Seventy eight rating on uh, Madden. <laughs> all right, all right. Here, here's the, here's the question I'm going to throw out to the table here. On the defense, what part of the defense are you highest on? What part of the defense are you lowest on? And we're going to start with our guest Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should start with something. No, else. no, no, no. no I'm, I'm I had to think about it, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm always going to be. The highest in our in our in our linebackers in our, in our defensive line, I'm always going to be the lowest in our secondary. You don't think they fix the problems in the secondary? You don't think DJ, Sua, Breland, Norman? I I think this year our secondary will be, but that's they're always it's always a question mm-hmm. because of other receivers from other teams, you know. But I mean, the way the offense is, the way they like the rules in the game are set up too, right. it, it it benefits the offensive offense. receivers anyway. So like. You look at all the penalties that Josh got. Now, granted, he, a lot of that's him, but like that, they're they can have great impact or a little impact, and it really does depend on the other person's receiver. My thing is with the secondary. I feel like Josh Norman's ability to create turnovers when he's been beaten is going to spread to the rest of the team because like that whole peanut punch, punching the ball out. Right. We never did that. We weren't doing that at all. And I'd watch games being like, "Can't you just hit the ball out?" And he did that. That's going to spread to Breland. I think Breland's going to have a great year. I think Sua is going to have a great year. I told Breland last year when I met with him in um, Arizona. Well, I got what? Say, oh yeah, uh, was uh, Jameson Crowder, um, Bashad Breland, oh, I saw those um, pictures. Maurice Harris, Mac Brown. Um, you know, the guy, you know the kids are great. And By the way, and it's, and it's, we love we love Bash Breland here, Bree Island. I got my Bree right. Island jersey. Yeah. So I said, "Man, you guys are the future." That's what I told him. I said, "You guys are our young guns. You guys are our future, man." You know, um, just do, do the damn thing. I mean, because everybody's been waiting. For, nobody wants to see the Redskins win Super Bowl. Period. Because I can um, tell you right now, whoo, they ain't ready for that. Nope, man. We will not shut uh, up. Oh my. Next. Ever, ever, <laughs> Mika. So um, I, I'm I'm higher on the defensive line, which is odd to say because uh, that's the one area we seem to need the most work. Um, but, and I'll tell you why. It's not because of anybody we acquired player wise. I mean that's all well and good. Jonathan Allen has me like extremely stoked. We've talked about it before, but uh, just seeing more and more from him, seeing him on the podium. 
he just looks to me like a guy like that's a dude that's going to be in the NFL Come for a while. Yeah. yeah, he's going to have an impact. He's mature beyond his years. He he understands football from a from a from a tactical level, and and you can see that he knows how to play with leverage. I, I love everything about Jonathan Allen. We can go on him for days, but what really stands out to me is Jim Tom Sula oh, yeah. and Greg Bonesky. Yeah. Yeah. And what they're going to do for our team. Tom Sula loves football and he loves and teaching. And it spreads, man. You can, see, yeah. you can see it when you hear him. <laughs> like he, like it, going back to basics, like, look, you became a pro NFL player and you obviously have a, a certain level of skill to be able to do that. But going back to basics on a lot of levels, like just basic tackling thing, things that like, okay, cool. I know you can do this. Now let's do it this way and let's see where you're at. But, like, and doing that can be grading, especially on NFL paid professionals. Yeah. But he has a way of doing it that they love it. Exactly. And that, and that is what I'm thinking is spreading. Because now when you believe in this dude, first of all, we've had some D coordinators in the past that I <laughs> they were just straight. I D. don't wish bad on them, but I don't know what they were doing. And I feel like now we have, an, we have someone who is actually like teaching the guy so that it becomes cohesive where we're building something that can last and that you have at the very least something you fall back on, which is your, your ability to know how to basically tackle and do your job. When it comes to schemes and when new schemes come in, um, you know, like we have this year with Maneski, um, I like to listen specifically to the, the veterans that I know, or I feel that I know have really high football IQ. And that's, those are the guys I listen to as far as what are they picking at? And Norman has been just glowing about Maneski's scheme. So that's one thing that jumps out at me. And I remember the Indianapolis Colts, when he was he was defend, uh, defensive coordinator for them, caused a lot of turnovers. Mm. And um, and so he's and we talked about he's going to be playing off the ball. And I, I instantly see a lot of Redskins fans roll their eyes. Oh, great, Jim Hazlitt. We're going to play seven yards off the ball. It's a little different. Yeah. It's going to be like four, five, six-yard cushion. And we're coming with pressure. That's the difference. We're coming with pressure. And you're seeing these, these – um, these stunts that they're doing, exotic stunts, already in training camp uh, last uh, couple of days, they've been talking about how, how well Preston Smith and Junior Gallette have worked on the outside. Nice. Um, doing stay those stunts. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy. <laughs> Junior Gallette. Preston Smith needs to take another step this year. Um, you know, that's, that's a guy I'm really looking forward to. I, I've heard that he's been kind of underwhelming at camp so far. He's lost some weight, but I think he's going to play that edge well. So, and then, you know, you got, you're going to bring Anderson in for a spell. He's been holding that line. What I like hearing is that he's really good at against the run. Right. So, um, you know, and he's been tossing guys out of the way. Our nose tackles, three of them have flashed. Uh, Mabu, who um, not a lot of people are talking about, um, but um, uh, Phil Taylor, who was a first-round draft pick by the Cleveland Browns, who flunked out there after two years, and now we got Jim Tom Sulo working with him. And by all rights, he's starting at nose at this point. And then Ioannidis has been killing it. I've been hearing that. So – and I've I was high on Ioannidis, and hearing that he's killing it, knowing that he's got that work ethic, that's the key. Because you know, guys coming out of college from one through seven could be just as good as anybody. Right. It's it's all work ethic at that point. Right. We're all in the NFL here. You know, well, not us, but you know, the players. I didn't get that memo <laughs> that you were in the NFL. That would really help the podcast if you can get into the NFL. Yeah, that would be nice. I right? appreciate it. Just be in the NFL right now. I'd take fine. a paycheck. Just, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd take a base paycheck. Right. League minimal. <laughs> what are you thinking, Lonnie? What, what's your hyped up part of the D? Um, not the inches. I'm actually going to go with the secondary because, uh, as a person who has uh, met and uh, and filmed with Josh Norman, 
Um, Your co-star. My co-star. I'm a celebrity. I'm Lonnie. Everyone's excited. Get used to it, bro. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like like that first year, because it was so abrupt, is that he could have been more comfortable and wasn't as comfortable. And I feel like... His his cohesiveness, his energy, and just being around him, that's going to spread. And I'm feeling like he's going to set a precedent for the rest of the, the secondary. And that is going to be something where I'm I'm thinking that like yeah we we, we are high on the D line and we we want them to produce and bring that pressure. But his ability to create turnovers and yeah I get it, he gets beat. Sometimes he's like he pulls whatever he does whatever he does I don't care. I just want turnovers because if a guy gets a, a 60 yard pass, cool. And you knock that ball out there. And we have the ball back. That's all I care about. I care about the turnovers and getting the ball back for the offense. I think he's going to spread that, spread that, um, that whole mentality to the rest of the secondary. I feel like Breland is in a position where he has something to prove because we know where he was and we know what he did last year. I feel like Sua and the rest of these guys in Swearinger are really going to be like, this is my position. This is what I'm, I, I want to prove. I, wanna, I don't want to be the weak part of this defense that is going to be great. So I think that's going to be something where they're going to go out every day and really just try to perform well and have to like, prove what they can do. So for me, it's secondary. I think they're going to dominate, and I'm excited to see how his second year in our team, Josh Norman's second year with the team, is going to spread to the rest of the team and, and give us that swagger that we were kind of missing for a bit, that D-Hall kind of did, but not not fully the way that Josh right. Norman's doing. Yeah. I kind of feel like, if anything, the biggest, if I got to pinpoint one thing, is Breland not pouting. Pouting, no. if I can pronounce properly. Yeah. I think he's great. He's awesome. He's, he's definitely a great number two, possibly a number one corner. And I feel like last season, bringing in Norman... He started pouting like a little girl. And so his game fell off. So then we had one side of the field covered, the other side of the field not covered. We didn't have any good self safety help when they failed. Nothing over the top. So that's what's going to be huge about the defense coming in this year is like just listening. I've, I've listened to interviews with Breland. And by the way, he's a horrible interview if anybody's ever listened <laughs> yeah, to him. He's not a good like talker. He's great um, on Twitter, though. He's yeah, great on Twitter. So <laughs> side note, don't listen to his interviews. I mean – Looking for anything interesting. But <laughs> nevertheless, I think this year he got over it. He realized, like, look, it doesn't matter if I'm number one, number two, and I'm going to be covering who's ever on my side or whatever. He's going to be covering top guys. It's a paycheck year. He's going to step it up. Then we're going to have two great corners. We still got Dunbar. We still got Fuller. You know, we got all those guys in there for three. And Sue in the backfield and DJ Swearinger. I'm with you. The so, secondary is going to be awesome. So yeah. to both, both guys, First of all, to the to Lonnie's point about Norman with the attitude, I love that they they just went and got a guy who also pre- resembles that or uh, yeah who resembles Swearinger. Uh, Swearinger who is a friend of who Josh Norman right. high school friends yeah. hello and, and they just mm-hmm. they bring it um, every day and even you know just watching the training camp videos getting hype man Swearinger is out there just pumping it up and and I love that you got a guy another guy on defense now you're covering both sides of the field spreading that throughout the team that whole attitude that we've kind of missed mm-hmm. in our defense since LeVar Arrington was around a lot of it is attitude and a lot Sean of is attitude you guys all have the same swagger yeah yes, it's one thing to, to play defense it's yes. another thing to do it with attitude and teams recognize that and they really don't want to deal with it on right. a regular basis. I mean, you look at Seattle, people get in fights with them all the time. The Rams, the, the defense, they get in fights with them all the time because they're like, just fucking get out of my way already. Because they're just like, <laughs> they're just scrappy and it's like annoying. And I want to have a defense that people come in there and they're like, oh man, we got to play these guys. We got to hear, hear Josh talk the entire game. Yep. And he's shutting us down. 
Like that's what I want. Yep. And then the other thing to Matt's point, um, you know, I love that we we spent two years basically trying to create competition at that position, the opposite of Josh Norman. So we got Breland, then we got Fuller. Fuller was coming off of injury, so he never got really right last year. And we're starting here. He's killing it in training camp so far. This is just training camp, so we can't get too excited about that. So, But knowing that he's taken a step at least, mm-hmm. um, and whether or not that stays and progresses right. throughout the season, to have that kind of high competition going. And Dunny. And then you got Moreau, who's good to go, um, our rookie out of UCLA. And, um, you know. Is he going to be ready? Is he going to be ready right. by the yeah. time? Bruins. Yeah, he's uh, he, well, he had that torn pec, but he's good to go. So he's, he's good to go. He's full right. practice, full participation. Nice. So, um, you know, you know, you got that three people battling. Plus, you still got DeShazer Everett, and you got uh, Sean Phillips. I love him as well. Yeah. I'm hearing Josh Holsey's doing great at that slot cornerback position, which is a great position that we need to fill um, since losing Keyshawn Jarrett. Um, you know, to that injury. Kaishan. Kaishan. Keyshawn. I say Kaishan. 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 Samaj P. Kaishan. Samaj. Yeah. Samwise Gamgee. Sammy, Sammy J. Perrine. Samwise Gamgee. He's taking us okay. to the show. <laughs> so, you, so you're saying that you, you think that like that uh, the competition, first of all, the competition is, you know, Solid. iron shoppers are iron, right? Yeah, iron But shop. also having depth on our team now is nice to be able to have someone yes. who can back somebody up, please. And then one other thing I wanted to say real quick before Matt uh, gets going is <laughs> <laughs> he had those terrible games, but I think, um, to, to quote uh, – a famous rapper um, by the name of Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to, um, you know, stay down, be humble. Yeah. And, uh, and when he did that, he, he, um, he started progressing his game. I think that was the big lesson because everyone said, you know what, they thought like he wasn't really looking at tape. There was kind of a rumor going around. I don't know how much of that's true. But once he got humbled, uh, Pittsburgh and Dallas, he, he came back and they moved him around a bit. He didn't seem to like that. But he, he got his head out of his ass, you know, whatever it was. You know, maybe right. maybe it was just, you know. He got his doldrums. head on straight. Yeah, there you go. And he really started playing towards the second half of the year. And um, if he can keep that and progress, you know, again, I love a rotation. I got nothing problem. You know, we got so many um, receiver sets now in the NFL. You can come out with five, six receivers a lot of the time. And you're, you're almost never running a two-receiver set anymore. And, right. and, and so you need to run five DBs half the time. So to know that we've got a good stack there is really – but the key is getting pressure. And, and then go ahead, Matt. Well, I'm just it's, – it's, it's the same thing. What you're talking about is just that competition at corner is the same reason I believe the outside linebackers are going to be good. Oh, yeah. For once, you know, it's, it's been the Ryan Kerrigan show and nobody else on the other side right. since uh, our favorite buddy Brian Brackpo. Brian, Brian, are you, uh, are you still talking? Okay, Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he still has his hand up. Right, he still has his hand up. I'll, I'll come back to you, Brian. But uh, that's my Dan Snyder if you haven't listened to that podcast episode. Uh, it's funny. It, but the fact that we got Ryan Anderson, Junior Gallette, Preston Smith, uh, you know, when he's done doing drugs, we'll have uh, Trent Murphy <laughs> Trent back Murphy. in. Just, I cannot believe that one of those guys isn't going to become the man this year. There's too much competition. There's too much talent on that. One of those guys, one of them. I don't know which one. One so, of them is going to be the man this year. And when you're coming from both sides with Ryan Kerrigan being consistent, and then you're bringing one of those guys from the other side, boom. So I think the real question, though, is that Dexter Manley, Charles Mann. Yes. Dexter Manley, Charles Mann. Yes. yes. There you go. Yes. And they work off each yes. other, right? Right. So you're going to have yes. Allen there playing that, that that edge, that DN, the 3 4 DN, uh, zero tech, three, uh, three tech. 
and uh, and and then you're gonna Brian Anderson, his his collegiate teammate, um, as well as Trent Murphy, Galette. You got Speed Kerrigan, um, Stacy McGee is looking okay. Um, you know these guys we 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 signed. Again, we have to see them perform. So and and perform steadily without getting injured all the time like they've been. Yeah. Again, back um, to I don't know which one, but right. one of them, one but of them has to be good. Now here's a question I have for all of you guys, and we'll start with Andrew, uh, Chef Drew again. Is uh, so kind of a big conversation is actually who's going to win that inside linebacker spot? Um, you know, is it going to be a combination of Compton and Zach Brown, Compton Foster? I think it's going to be a rotation. Um, I, I just simply see that uh, Compton is the only one comfortable calling plays. That's my opinion. And so that's why they need to have him in there at some point. He stepped it up. Compton stepped it up. And I, I think Compton, I like Will Compton. Um, he stepped it up last year. I see him being the number one in that spot. I mean, he also just seems like he, he does have the leadership down. And I think that the doubt that has been placed on him a little bit is another thing. Like anytime you can give a player motivation – it's it just is going to produce dividends, and so I'm I'm excited to see Compton like really just just kind of prove a lot of people wrong, and also like you know show like what he can do and lead basically lead this defense in that way. If anything, uh, I think what's motivating Compton is changing the uh, talk about him that it's not he's not just a pretty face. After being rated number four sexiest man in the NFL, <laughs> I, I I got I got I got friends of mine. Who are Matt's going to double check me? That I'm pretty sure he was number four. I got girls I know who don't even like the Redskins who are like, "What's up with Will Compton? Is he single? Is he coming to L.A.? Let me talk to him." You know, and you know, Mason Foster's been calling him out a little bit as primping. Uh, well, so, I love that whole Beavis and Butthead. Right. Com- you know, so he's got to change the script. You're not just a pretty face. You got a brain. You know yeah. how to play football too. I just think that uh, really it is. Everyone's getting excited. We got Zach Brown, Mason Foster played well last year. That's great. But what people don't understand is is the Mike linebacker needs to call plays and needs to put people in the position. Right. And Foster and Zach Brown are they're just not they haven't they haven't done that on a consistent regular basis in their right. careers. They'll be there for situations, but right. they're not going to they're not going to be the the core of that D. And I think really the team, and again, who knows better than the team, right? You know, we're all fans, we're all watching, and we're trying to, to make assessments. But um, And we can all see that Compton has missed a lot of plays, um, which seems like a lack of, the, of athleticism. And that's probably true to some extent. But he also gets guys in position where we would not have made plays if it weren't for, for that those facts. And and so having that is, is really, if you can have both, great. You know, if Zach Brown could call plays and get people in position, we wouldn't even have this discussion. But you know, that's that's why we're having it. And and so if I think the idea was make the defensive line better, allow them to suck up blocks better because that wasn't happening very well, right. and then allow get a thumper, a true thumper. So now we got Mason Foster and we got um, Zach Brown. Both are thumpers, and both are athletic. Get sideline to sideline like that. And um, and then Compton plays the pass well as long as he's in position. <laughs> so you know that's something we'll have to look out for. Of course, you know that through the course of the year that could get frustrating. And my my personal prediction is, I think if you're going to see a change at that position, it's not going to be till week four or five six. So, and, and I think it could be after the bye week, which is week five, when we come back and go, oh look, Zach Brown knows how to call plays now. So boom. But I I really like Compton there in that position. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, wrapping this thing up, I'm just going to cover one last subject because I'm a little sad. I got to express my feelings. Oh, yeah. Keith Marshall? Anybody else sad? Is it just me? Am I the only one who was holding out hope that he would be amazing for us? No, I, I was also, I mean, right. I'm not as sad as you are because I'm confident in who I am and I, I don't need that. <laughs> but um, I, I was. When, <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm more sad because now you hurt my feelings about that. When I saw this happen, I was, I'm going to be honest with you, I was happy in the sense that of the injuries that were there, that it was Keith Marshall and not say a Galette or a Dotson, yeah, exactly, and, or yeah. Reed. So I mean, for me, oh, I was hold like, on, hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> I was little baby Jesus. <laughs> I please know. don't let Galette, help me, Tom Dotson, Cruise, anybody else, please, Jewish God, please, save me, please, please. please. <laughs> but you know, so so from that standpoint, it was I wanted him, I wanted him to produce, and I, I, I like you said, this might be the last opportunity for him with us because he hasn't done anything before previously in the NFL to be able to like have some kind of basis on to you know like let's bring this guy back, but I was like I'm just glad it wasn't someone else. Right. right That's right. just kind of where I'm at right now with the team. But if if, if God is going to take somebody away from us, <laughs> why can't it just be Matt Jones? Yeah, no, why can't he just get injured? Because he's not he's doing carrying, anything to get injured. Well, I understand that. While he's carrying water buckets, he can get hurt, and then he's out. And then, yeah. uh, honestly, I didn't even know he was still there. I think he, he is still with the team. He's still, yeah, he's still there. He's technically the they're three. not gonna they're not gonna get rid of him because he's basically free. And you might be able. Somebody gets hurt in the preseason, and then trade him away and get some for him. So. I think. Oh, trade away. I thought you were say he's potentially going to play because no, he's, he's never pro- touching the football he's again not for us. Touching the football again. We'd have won that Lions game if you hadn't fumbled <laughs> on a two yard line. So you know how many Lions fans I know, and I have to constantly bring that up. Like we were going to win that game if it wasn't for Matt. We Jones. were. Yeah. And Mika was still making out with Matt Jones at that point, and he was wrong. I was not that big of a Matt Jones. You fan. were. Don't try to flip flop on me. This is reality, not politics. Uh, a lot, at a certain point in time, we all saw Matt Jones run, and we were like, okay, he's whatever. And then we realized I've he never can't been a hold fan. the ball. I've never been a fan of him. Mac Brown in the rain in Tampa Ooh. Bay. Mac Brown in the rain in Tampa Bay preseason. I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, crushing it. He should have just been on the squad from the beginning. No, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll get you on. You think he'll, Mac Brown's taking over this year? Well, I think he makes a team. Uh, no, I, he makes well, the team. Of course, he makes the team. You know, you could go with Fat Rob and and then hey, man, you know Actually, that one-two punch. Let's let's cover that. Who's number one back this year, Drew? Ooh. Fat Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you and Gruden love Rob Kelly. I like Rob Kelly. I'm gonna go Fat Rob but, too. I'm gonna say number but, one back is, is Fat Rob. I think that he is like first of all. He did what he did last year out of nowhere, and essentially. Mm-hmm. And people still are like, well, we probably should try and get a running back or a spring some people in there. And he's like, wait, wait, wait I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I got this. So oh, I think yes. this year he needs, to, Kelly. he needs to produce more and be that. And I know he won't be the Redstone guy, but, no. you know. Well, I've heard he's uh, bulked up but slimmed down at the same time. He's more, even more buff and everything and, and quicker. <laughs> With a little bump and grind, and he'll be. Uh, I, I heard he's more explosive in his runs. That's that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing he's quicker, he's faster. Uh, you know, maybe he's going to take those where he gets hit in the backfield and turn those now into five, six, seven yard runs. Maybe well, break something off. Like part part of the issue too is also like I know it's uh, it's running back, but I hate to bring this team up, but like, 
I'm like, well, when he's not being touched for five yards, don't worry. This is all going to get edited out. We're not going to play yeah. any of this that you're okay, talking good. about. Right. We'll edit that out. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Well, having that kind of space to be able to work around is very helpful. So part of it is him trusting that the the hole is going to be there and just knowing and going. Well, they got and the Hogs then the Hogs 2.0. What's that? The Hogs 2.0. Hogs 2.0. 2.0. Well, that's they're 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 claiming that they're taking that name. Hey, so Trent, Trent's been dominant actually, in camp so far. Actually, that couple days. If but. I can if I can segue to making a segment. Between the hashtags. Let me take a selfie. Did you guys see that video I, I posted uh, where the Hogs 2.0 were all working oh, out? Oh, yeah, the training ass. Yeah, running up, yeah, running up that hill? Yeah. Ooh. I, I remember doing yes. those. Ooh. <laughs> yes. That's no fun. Up and down the hill like That's that. No That's fun. hard. Yeah, we had a, we had a hill back uh, in Canyon Country. is uh, same same uh, you know degree. And we, we did. There's, there's nothing but hills and canyons. Yeah, country. that's pretty much yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's called Canyon Country. <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> country of canyons. You, wait, wait. Were you a Canyon Country cowboy or something? Uh, uh, yes, I was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I played under Harry Welsh and uh, another gentleman. I can't remember the name uh, of it. And we ended friendships today between the Bruins <laughs> and, and, uh, and then, Ober and then uh, Canyon okay. Country Cowboys. Um, my My... I want, I'm going to wait and see with the running backs, but I definitely think it's going to be a timeshare. We, we've got uh, you know a place in the Bahamas, and they're and they're uh, you know splitting it up over the summer, and the Hamptons, and so on and so forth. It's it's uh, it's going to be a, a large portion, I think, Kelly mostly, and then P Ryan's going to get a lot of that. Um, I love that. <laughs> so, so you're. Thinking, I hope that gets to Kirk at some point. Yeah, you're thinking Kirk, committee. Yeah, I definitely think committee, and I think actually getting left out of this conversation, I think Chris Thompson's going to have a lot of a lot to oh, yeah. say about this. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm a, Chris Thompson probably is my favorite of the running backs just because what he does, not actually at the position, but like when you spread him out Seven and his ability to like he, he he just is he can get through the holes. He's he's not essentially like a Sproles for us, but he is in that that, that that mode where he can it's, yeah that it, burst it, that burst and that ability to catch the ball. And then mm-hmm. go like you can throw the ball to him on like a little like a little five yard out, and he's gone, and he can make people miss. And I'm hoping that translates to the rest of the running backs. So they can see, hey, catch the ball. Do you think we'll see screen passes this year? So I think we will. <laughs> but to him, I don't know if any of the. I mean, you want to see a, a Terrell Pryor screen pass? I don't think that's going to happen. No, no, no. But you're going to see plenty. I think Doxson and probably Crowder on the outside. By the way. Everybody, you know, you know what the nickname uh, is going around about Doxon? What Tesla? <laughs> Tesla? Tesla? Yeah, they're just saying he's like quiet and smooth, like just hmm. running his routes. He's quiet. He's smooth. You don't even see it. And then, like, I listened to this whole interview where Norman was talking about. It. He was just like, "Dude, that guy is just so like water flowing down a river, just flows through his movement." You know, what's funny is I actually just the other day I compared him to um, Des Bryant if he just shut the fuck up. Like that's pretty <laughs> Des Bryant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if Des Bryant never said anything and didn't like you know wear baggy pants and malls and steal shit. Then, like, yeah, he'd be, <laughs> yeah, he'd be Josh Um But I see it like this. Oh. I see him serve up a bowl of some nice Crowder and um. Oh yeah, there you go. Hey, it's hey. all about the Crowder. It's all about yeah, the Crowder. That's the thing about this. What, what my my favorite thing right now. I know we're all in that position where we're talking about like all the things we're excited about. Is that if you look down, the, there be points. In our previous years, when I would look at the team, I'm like, oh, I try to find some sort of slight on the team, whether it be offense or defense or in any special groups. And it wasn't there. This year, you look at the receiving core, you're like, cool. You talk about the running backs, you're like, all right, who's going to be? You know, look, we know we're at quarterback. Offensive line, we're good. D line, you know, there's, 
I even enjoy the kicker. Uh, who the hell's kicker? Tressway? Tressway. Tressway. Yeah. Like we're hey, that man can throw. Yeah, he threw that, that man bomb. Can throw. That he threw it to Did, Quentin Dunbar. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Here's, here's, that's my favorite play last year. Here's a question for you. Uh, does Terrell Pryor throw any passes this year? Oh, for sure. I think uh, that's got to be in Because I want to see oh, yeah. Terrell Pryor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to okay. see Terrell Pryor throw it to Cousins in the end zone. Better question, and this maybe should be I our game. I just hope he doesn't that. throw it like Richard, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many passes does he throw this year? Ooh. Ooh. I got the over-under on three. I say he throws five. There you go. No Shalani. So he's going the over. Um, uh, I'm going to go five. I feel like five is a good solid number. I want to say seven because I feel like it's going to be a couple times where he's going to like sneak it in, but it's like how good he does it, and it also, you can't do it too much. That's why That's why I'm going with four. But I, I, I see him doing it against Dallas, Giants, not against the Eagles. All right, everybody, everybody dollar, dollar in the pot right now. Dollar in the pot. First, first pass, prior throws, who, who does he connect with, starting with Drew? Dallas. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, who does he connect to? Oh. Come on now. Okay. Don't you say Dallas. Don't you oh. put that on I'm him. I'm saying I thought you were throwing no, it No, no, no. Okay. No, I'm saying he throws a pass. Somebody catches it. Who's catching the ball? The first pass. Serve up a bowl of Crowder. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Prior to Crowder. Lonnie? He's throwing the ball to Cousins. He's throwing Cousins the ball. Cousins is not catching the ball. You know, he's like throwing that? the ball to Cousins. I think... <laughs> Yeah, Cousins, I will say Cousins we. can catch the ball, and he's going to throw the ball to Cousins. <laughs> and then Cousins makes a juke move Cousins, and takes out three guys Cousins and scores. Said this. He's like, he's not fast, but no one ever thinks he's going to run. No one pays attention to him. I know. <laughs> Cousins is blocking on that play, by Who the way. do you think, Matt? Who do you think? He definitely, Cousins. Cousins? I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get over this with Lonnie, with the Cousins thing. Just, if it happened, I'm <laughs> It's not no going to happen. He's going to be quasi-blocking. Oh, uh, he's only Chris Thompson. Mm, okay. Running back? Yeah. It's gonna be like on a little. It's That's gonna a good look guess. like it's gonna look pass. like it's a, it's a running play. That's a good one. He's Bro, gonna because he's gonna pitch over to Pryor. Pryor's then gonna throw to. Mm. Chris I'm along. Thompson. I'm along his line of thinking. I think it's either gonna be Jeremy Sprinkle or it's gonna be Sprinkle. or Ryan, or Ryan Grant. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be because it's, it's gonna be a trick play, and everyone's gonna be looking at Doxson yeah. or Terrell. Or, You're right. Or, yeah. No one's looking or, at Ryan Grant ever. So. Right. Yeah. He's gonna be on the field. I don't think Ryan Grant's gonna be on the team. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. Either. So he's definitely not the one to him. And I'm questioning about Sprinkles too. Yeah. He might. He that. might. Oh, some Car- weeks dress, some weeks not dress. Well, no, I think Carrier's not making the team. That's just. I, Do you I, think Derek Carrier's out? I'm talking about Niles Paul. I'm talking about. We're gonna yeah. carry four tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. We are. We are. Because one of them's a fullback. Right, yeah, and, and one, of them, one of them has had injury issues, so yeah. you have to you exactly know, you have to have at least two viable. We're options. carrying four tight ends. Well, One's going to be a practice squad. I'm not saying Sprinkles is not on the team. I'm just wondering if Sprinkles is going to dress every week. No, he'll he'll dress. Uh, By the way, how fun is say Sprinkles? Sprinkle. Sprinkle. Uh, when he scores a touchdown, you know why now? Like right? right? You know why now? right? Oh yeah, Bruin. All right, yeah. yeah it just keeps coming back to that, yeah, doesn't it? Back to that. <laughs> I do so, like hey, Nasbol. Hey, can, can, can I tell you one of my most exciting tailgates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My most exciting tailgate. Why didn't you tell us this earlier? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> we started talking. Um, we went from food to football. No, my most exciting tailgate was at DC, um, just last year against the Cowboys. Even though we didn't win the game, mm. but I mean, it was crazy. I got it. You know, they brought me in on NFL Game Day Live. 
um, right there with Eric Davis and Amber Theo Harris. And she's a shorty. She probably had to stand on top of this just to be the same height as I am. Oh, but, but she's she's real short. They had to bring in a box. You know, there with the Reds, <laughs> the Redskins cheerleaders loving on me, man, eating crab cakes. And <clears throat> the killer thing about it was that Amber, she's a native from Maryland. Mm-hmm. And she went on live um, when they when they said, "Okay, we're here from you know FedEx Field," and she got the plate of the crab cakes that I made, and she just gave me the seal of approval. She said, "These are legit." Back fan, she couldn't she could barely talk. I mean, <laughs> it just went crazy over the crab cakes, and there it was. I got no I doubt. Got, got got my, I don't know. So many minutes of fame on um, NFL Network, Game Day Live. People started chiming in saying, hey, Chef Drew. And then here I come off the big helmet, music going, explosion. You know, that was my 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 most, my most, I mean, and it was for my 50th birthday, too. And it, oh, yeah. it, it, I mean, you hey, know what? Well, that was just like the icing on the cake. You <laughs> know, this whole day has been all kinds of shocking. We found Jeff Drew was 50. We 23 out, grandkids. Yeah. I don't even understand how that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of math we're going to have to work out after the podcast. That being said, and that's a perfect way to end on this, is if you are not coming to the Redskins-Rams game, you're fucking up your life. I'm just, I'm just going gonna, gonna to put it that <laughs> way. At the I'm very just, least, if you're not even going into the stadium, just go to the tailgate. Come to the tailgate. You're making a mistake. You're making a mistake. It's never been so clear in the history of man that you are making a mistake in your life and that you need to be there. It's going to be amazing. Hey, guys, we got it again. The updated before everybody gets to hear it. Unsolved Mysteries episodes. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's awesome. Listen. Brian Rumil Quick is a football player for the Washington Redskins. He's six foot three, born June 5th, 1989. He was last seen at a Quickie Mart. Ironically, he does not own the Quickie Marts. Weird, you would assume he does because his last name is Quick, but no, he does not own them. He was last seen signing his contract, but after that, nothing. Words are from camp, Brian Grant has actually been seen and receiving more passes than Brian Quick. Brian Quick was seen carrying water to his car as he was asked to leave. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Brian Quick, please contact us at comehellaway at gmail.com or hit us on Twitter, hit us on Snapchat, hit us on Instagram, because what? We own everything, bitches. We're going to go to actually our interview right now with one of the rally captains back home and uh, Stephen, rally captain Boyd. Today we have Stephen Rally Captain Boyd on our podcast. He's been uh, he's over in Spotsylvania. He's coming in live, and uh, we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about you know you went to training camp. We want to talk about your fandom. I mean, more importantly, you know why I reached out to you because your name is Rally Captain, and that's how we all met is the Redskins Rally here in Los Angeles. 
So, you know, the fact that you're representing the rally, we got to have you on. Steven, how did you become a Redskins fan? Oh, wow. Um, long story short, um, when I, I went to a, a uh, Super Bowl with party with them when Doug Williams was the uh, quarterback for the Skins, and I was at the time I was not a Redskins fan, and the particular party that I went to, the gentleman who was throwing the party, he was talking bad at the time about black NFL quarterbacks uh-huh. and the fact that they didn't have the acumen to win a Super Bowl, even though they, the Redskins were there. And basically, when the skins were down, he was saying, you see, I told you, a black quarterback just cannot win a Super Bowl. They just don't have the, the knowledge to do it. And mind you, I was younger and really didn't really understand everything that he was saying, but it resonated with me. And then when the Redskins won, I said, ha, you know, a, a black man can win the Super Bowl. And that's what got me watching and becoming a Redskins fan. That's what's up. Yeah, damn right. That's exactly right. And that person you're talking about was clearly an idiot because uh, he didn't know what was going on. Um, did you, did you like immediately jump right into like like from that point on? You're like, this is the team I'm rooting for, and and, and that's who that's kind of where you've been since then. Basically, yes. Um, being a military brat, you know, you know how that if you guys have been or you, you've known some some. Yeah, the military who had, family, uh, yeah. Kids in the military, you move around a lot, so um, it was always a thing where I kept them in the back of my mind while watching football. And I, you know, before Directv and and all the different outlets that you could watch your team when you're away, uh, you know, I, I would keep them in the back of my mind. But in, but for the most part, uh, you had to watch. You only could watch what was on four, seven, and nine, or whatever have you, whatever your local channels were at the time. But oh. uh, definitely. Oh, yeah, my brother tells me stories. Uh, he was in the Marine Corps and uh, stationed in the Philippines. By the way, my brother's down in Spotsylvania as well. So maybe you guys got become best friends, watch the games together. <laughs> uh, but he'll tell me about, like, in the Philippines, just all the Marines, 3 a.m. in the morning, huddling around the TV trying to watch the Redskins if they could. So, oh, yeah. I, I hear you. Um, so you went to, uh, you were prominently featured on, what channel was that that I saw you on? Uh... I've been on a lot of channels. I've been on Redskin Nation. I've been on all the local news uh, outlets as well as ESPN. So, I mean, it just depends on where you were looking at that particular time. Nice. nice. So, you, how long have you been the, like, the rally captain? How long have you had that moniker? And how long have you been doing that and going to the training camps and, and, and you know, being out there? How, how long has that been going on for uh, roughly five years now, and I, as what I was saying is, I have to give a shout out to a young lady by the name of Stephanie Dawkins, uh, and you may, you guys may have heard of Tila Capri Skins and W Dawkins. They gave me Stephanie gave me the name. She goes, you know what? You rally all of these people together to go see our team play. Your name is going to be. Rally captain. That's what's up. And nice. That name has just stuck with me since. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so, do you want to talk about this? You, you went to training camp already, right? This year. I did. I went on uh, Thursday. How was that experience for you? Well, training camp uh, on a whole for me, you 
know, and if you're and if you're a true Redskins fan, you love it. Whether it's a walkthrough, whether it's a full pad, a hitting exercise, anything that's Redskins related, you love oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. And um, even though this was a walkthrough practice, the mere fact of just seeing all the guys together and seeing if they have some type of cohesiveness in the early uh, goings of, of training camp is something that I look for. And, and I'm looking, when I go to training camp, I'm looking to see who is the standout. You know, who should I keep my eye on? And I really didn't see that um, the first day, but I'll be back on Saturday okay. for Fan Appreciation Day in the VIP area, and I'll be able to make some assessments then. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna need to kind of know ahead of time too who uh, like who who stands out for you, uh, and because we're all we're all in the same boat right now. We're literally just talking about like who's gonna flash and who who's gonna be, you know. We already know who's gonna be like the people we should expect, but who's the person you don't expect? Like that's what I know right. I'm personally looking for. Who's who's right. someone who you did not expect to be that good? Actually, let me ask you this. What are you most excited about this season coming up? Is it the defense improving? Is it Cousins and Pryor? Is it, you know, what, what's, what, are you, what are you hyped up about? Honestly, I'm more so wanting to see what the defense is going to present. We know what Pryor can do. We know what Cousins can do. Or shall I say, we know what Pryor's capable of doing. Yes, And right. we know what uh, a couple of the other sprinkles in the offense are capable of doing. That defense is something that is just, guys, I have to tell you, it's, it's an <laughs> unknown. It but is. It's a, the thing about it, I was talking about this too uh, with uh, Chef Drew, it's like the, the same thing. We, we kind of know already offensively, and we're excited about it, but we know what's going to happen already. But... The defense, there's so many players there that, like, if you can get a Zach Brown and a Junior Let, we know Zach Brown, he's, he's generally been healthy, but if, like, a Junior Let can stay healthy with the the fact that this the D-line, and, and if, I, if Breland decides that he's actually going to do what he did, like, two years right. ago, you know, that could be the standout thing for our team defensively. Definitely. And the offense Definitely. can just do just enough of what they've been doing, then – for me, I mean, now granted, special teams has to also be able to produce as well. How about we score in the red zone? That's that's what we need to do. We can get all the yards in the world, but let's score in the red zone, and then the offense is on fire. Isn't that why we got all these tall receivers? Though? Exactly to get to get some red zone. We're gonna throw prior that one catch he had against Josh Norman when like it was thrown out and he went and like you know, reached for that. That's what we want. We can't get that. We weren't getting it with a Deshaun or with Garcon. They, they're no. not doing that. Right. You know, keeping. You're right. You're right. Um... I think that with having the tallest receiving core in the NFL, which we do, I know you guys know that, um, we still have Dobson who, let's face it, he, at at TCU, he was a beast. Mm -hmm. And and we know that he has the capability to to, to make plays. And just from what I saw in minicamp and uh, OTAs, I saw something that reminded me of back when he was in college. So it it goes back to offensively, guys, I'm not concerned. (laughs) I'm not concerned at all. And and the Kirk Cousins Cousins contract. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, guys, from what I'm hearing, he'll be here next year. 
You know, this isn't an issue. The press and everyone else has made it a huge issue, but from what I'm hearing on my side of the house, this isn't a, an issue at all. Um, and if I was in his position, I would have probably done the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, I feel, I feel, and he knows, well, I shouldn't say what he knows, but I'm going to take a step and say he understands the things that the team has built around him as far as complimenting him with the receivers. So he knows, I feel that he knows that, that come next year, 2018, he, he will be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Well, I was, I was saying too that like, if he decides to go somewhere, you have to say that you're going to a better place. Like, he, why would he want to go anywhere that's not where he's at right now? If you if you're winning, if it does well for you, and that you see the team has put players around you, and they have, they put players around him to have him excel. The the offensive line, everything from from your receivers to not Keith Marshall anymore, but your running backs, everyone's kind of been put in that position to like help him excel. It's almost like why would you want to do anything else? Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Hey, Stephen. Real quick, tell us a little bit because uh, I noticed, uh, you know, once I saw some of the stuff you're doing on Facebook Live and everything, and then I kind of looked at your page, and I noticed that you have a business that revolves around getting people together to travel to games. Tell, tell me a little something about it. Well, yes, um, and my this is what I you know I don't know if you guys have been to FedEx. Or RFK, but I'm gonna go Both. more so to, to mm-hmm. FedEx. Okay, great to FedEx. Yeah. What I what I hate is when half of our stadium is filled with the opposing team oh, yeah. fans. Yeah. Now I, I understand that this area is a very transient area with the military, and and I get that. You know, so you got you have a lot of people who are here um, from out of town with the military bases. I get that. But what I realize also is the D.C. metropolitan area, as far as uh, jobs are concerned, is one of the high, highest paid markets. And what, what came to me was, hey, a lot of people are risking fans here, but just didn't know how to go about going to those games, or they didn't want to go by themselves. So... I went on a trip years ago, and, and, and this is in my Redskins bio as well. Uh, the Redskins did an article on me. Um, I went on a trip, and, and I just wasn't happy with the trip. And uh, I decided to figure out what, is, what I needed to do on my end to get hotel contracts, you know, take care of airline flights, take care of everything that, that's on my aspect, ticket-wise, to get as many people as I could to go to the games at an away stadium, henceforth how SB events came about. Uh, SB, Stephen Boyd, and <laughs> events. Right. Uh, and so my packages uh, include airfare, hotel, game tickets, lower-level game tickets, um, unless you say, hey, you know what, I just want to sit up in the cheap seats to save some money on, on a ticket price, which, hey, I understand that I, you can't, you know, get inside of someone's pocket. So uh, I try to make it as affordable as possible for the average fan to go see our team play at an away stadium. That's awesome. And now, do you guys do? Um, do you do rallies? Do you do the? Uh, you go to the rallies, do the tailgate. You, 
you did, you did that too when you go with uh, the fans? What normally happens is there's always going to be a fan at that opposing stadium. So like this year when we played the Rams, you guys will be in L.A. Oh, and yes. I will link up with you and oh, bring yes. the group that I have to you guys' tailgate. Oh, yeah. I don't set the, I don't set any tailgates up away because that that would be too much work, too much work. But uh, I link up with fans in those states, and they tell me, "Hey, we're going to be at hypothetically, we're going to be at uh, Orange Orange Fifty Five. You know, so bring everybody to Orange Fifty Five to tailgate with us." And nice. that's what I do. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're doing it up this year. Yeah, you you uh, you'll have to. This is a call forward slash call backwards, but you're gonna have to listen to earlier in the podcast where we interview our favorite tailgate host, Chef Drew, uh, who is gonna be talking all about the great stuff he's gonna be doing for the Redskins Rams game. You you should be excited. This when you guys come out here, it's gonna be a good time. Oh, I can't wait. This will be my first time. Um seeing the Coliseum and, and being in the Coliseum and, and uh, repping with the, with the L.A. crew. And the, the beautiful thing is, I get to do it twice this year. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah. I can't wait. And yeah. now, so you go you go to every away game. So, did you go to London last year? Yes, I did. All right. That's what's nice. Yes, I did. Uh, you See, might I'm, a better... ticket holder. I'm a season ticket holder and I go to every away game. Well, we're their away game podcast, so that's what we had to have you on. <laughs> We are the Away Game Podcast. We are representing outside the DMV, and that's what we're all about. So that's perfect. Um, so you're going, you're coming here to the Rams Redskins game. You're coming to the Chargers game. So it, it, what I always like to tell my brother, you'll you'll get to wear shorts in December, which is nice. <laughs> uh, what other what other games? What's your highlight of the year that you're looking forward to? Game you're going to? Okay, that's the two actually. Um, one is Seattle. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing that 12th man that they have up there, and, and maybe hopefully the little group that I have can possibly help quell that 12th man there. Yeah, <laughs> shut them down. And the other trip is my Dallas trip. That, that's oh, yeah. the biggest trip uh, that I put on. Um, I, I have like over 100 people who are going on that trip. Damn. And that trip includes uh, your hotel, your airfare, uh, the transportation from the stadium to the game. You still you still um, getting tickets for that? You still booking that? Still, <laughs> I might have to. Yeah, I yeah, have to I do. I do, actually. And you can go on my website, www.sbevents.net, and you can see the package. And the package is called The Skirmish. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> It's called the skirmish, and uh, it, it's a really simple process. You you print the form out, fill it out completely, and send it in with your money order or cashier's check, and you'll be locked in tight. Well, I didn't hear you mention in that package. Does it include body armor? Does it include <laughs> melee weapons? Does your jail bail come with that? Like you're going to Dallas, you got to be safe. <laughs> Here's the thing, and and everyone always says, "Oh, I I don't want to go to Dallas, or I don't want to go to Philadelphia," because we all know that my hero and our heroes, our, our mascot Chief Z, had his leg broken in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are afraid to travel to Philadelphia, and they're horrible people. Well, 
Well, yes, they are. However, <laughs> um, I've been doing it for years, and I've never had an issue. And getting back to the Dallas aspect of things, Dallas is unique. And the reason why I say that is because just as many Dallas fans, of course the majority of Dallas fans are in Dallas, but we've got a huge risk in following in Dallas. Mm -hmm. It's almost like how D.C. has a huge Dallas Cowboy following. Don't quite understand it. Don't, that doesn't make any what, sense. At but all. it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, we, we saw so, that on podcast one. Those kids were child molested. Oh, <laughs> They were abused. They were hurt. They became Dallas fans. We saw that first episode. We're good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but, but it, it, it's, it's really weird. There are a lot of Redskins fans in Dallas. Just is. So, um, those kids we have loving have parents. Issues. We don't have any issues. And as far as Philadelphia is concerned, the good thing about my package that I put on to Philadelphia is I'm a firm believer of, and you guys can probably attest to this, if you sit in the cheap seats, you're going to get what you get. But mm-hmm. my package is, for the most part, for, for at least Philadelphia, the Giants, we sit from row one to row six. So every every no one has spent that money that wants to get kicked out. It's like going to a black tie fair. You know what I mean? Where the tickets are, are two hundred bucks. You're not going to get into a fight at a black tie fair. True. You spent two hundred bucks to get inside. You, you feel what I'm what I'm saying with that? Mm-hmm. I went, so yeah, yeah. So, but if you're paying fifty bucks for a ticket in the four hundred section, hey, you, you're going to get what you're going to get. You know, and I try to, I, I pride myself with SB events and being able to, to get lower level uh, seats so that we won't have any issues. And, and I have to say that, do you remember last year, the Philadelphia game when Sproles, I forget the gentleman, the guy who hit him, I can't, was it Everett? Oh, yeah, oh, it was yeah. Everett. When, the Shavers or Everett he, popped he, him. He ruined his uh, life for yeah. a second? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. When, when everyone, everyone, when Sproul, he didn't call for the fair catch, and he leveled Sproul. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to, I have to say that that was the first time that I ever thought that something could pop off in the many years that I was going. But then, like anything else, I honestly believe as well that if you're on your P's and Q's, you have to let the fans know, hey, I didn't do it. They <laughs> yeah. did it on the, they did it on the field. You know, so once I did say stuff like that to calm them down, because they were looking at me like, oh, you're going to get it. And I was like, wait a minute. Did, did I do that? You know, did anybody in the stands do that? No, they did that. So don't don't bring that attitude to me. I paid my money just like you paid yours. Let's not hear it. So I'm, I'm they kind of backed off. I, I, went to, um, I went to the Eagles-Redskins game, RG3's rookie year. And I did sit in those cheap seats because uh, we were like, let's drive up, get some tickets. And it would have been more aggressive had they not been as shitty as they were that year. So it, they couldn't, you could see people wanting to be, you know, start stuff up. But the reality was they were horrible. This was like towards week 12 or somewhere around there. Right. So they couldn't yeah. do much. And they and but you can see that like this that seedingness coming up in the Philly fans. So Oh yeah. Um, I was there. I was there as well. Well, Philly likes to boo their own team more than they like to fight with other teams. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. 
Well, Stephen, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Like I said, we're going to have to hang out, chill when you get in town here in L.A. And we'll show you around. Um, but I'm if anybody wants to get tickets, if you're listening out there, I don't care where you live in the country, go to sbevents.com. Figure it out. Get out here to L.A. And, and also, uh, we're looking forward to hopefully getting more info from you from this Saturday when you go to training camp. And uh, if you, whatever you see, you know, because you're going to have eyes on the field, we're probably going to get some information about who stands out and who pops for you, you know, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you also, uh, one of the, the uh, people who kind of stood out for me, not sure if he'll make the team, but uh, the, uh, the, the Marley kid. He kind oh, of yeah. stood I've been out hearing that. I've been hearing that. People have been saying that. Everybody I would thought, love I would yeah. love if that happens. Everybody at first was just saying they were taking in for the name. Legalize and, it. Legalize yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lonnie. Thank you for sharing and shutting down the podcast. I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple little bursts out of him. That I said, okay, all right, well, we'll see. So maybe a practice squad, you think, if he at least? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay. And they really made it harder. They really made it harder for you uh, with, with keeping the schedule to '93. You know, uh, until the, the the end of the this fourth preseason game. Yeah. I understand why they. I understand why they did it, but it, it makes it harder when you know you knew back in the day after that first game. Okay, the cut down start. You know what I mean? And yeah. so now you got a lot of hangarounds who you really won't be able to, to see exactly unless they are really bringing the wood. All right, and by the way, uh, also uh, for your fans out there, we're doing this thing here for our podcast, uh, Come Hell Away, to hashtag Come Hell Away. Anytime you guys are out in the street, we're doing a thing called Meet in the Street. Uh, we know a lot of people uh, out. I, I hail in Manhattan Beach. I meet a lot of people randomly we in the streets. We own everything, bitches. Say, uh, they see me in my Redskins gear. They go, hail, you know, or what's up? Hail the Redskins. Well, let's start taking pictures of those people. Post them on our page, and uh, we want to get that love out there. Any city you're in, you know, you're in Indiana, Timbuktu, what have you just post it to our page once you take that picture also put hashtag redskins rally and uh we'll get those posted hashtag come hail away hashtag come hail away and uh we look to, uh, forward to seeing those pics well that was a great interview awesome episode come find hail away with us on facebook twitter instagram snapchat we own everything bitches <laughs> and that's lonnie and lonnie's ghost and <laughs> email us at come at gmail.com Guys, we're looking for somebody to be on the podcast. We need somebody to be on the podcast every single week of the season. We're looking for fans from Dallas, from Denver, from Philly, from New York. Where are you at? If you are an away game fan, come get on the podcast with us. Hail to the Redskins and no one else. Yeah. Hey!